Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's podcast, I want to talk to you about Being a volunteer versus being a victim and the mindset change that can really help with your stress and anxiety. The idea that feelings, sensations, and thoughts, all of those things that we encounter are being done to us moves us into a mindset of victimhood. This takes us to a place that we are really struggling with not feeling well, not feeling on top of our game, and of, of actually feeling the stress that, of everything that is happening and more. We begin to feel as if we have no choice, no power, and no ability to have our days be any different than they do at this very present moment of these anxious thoughts, feelings, and sensations. When these grab our attention, we really are struggling with the idea of this is happening to me, this is being done to me, and I don't have any choice in the matter. No power. I can't make anything change. And not only does this feed into our anxiety and our feeling of uh, helplessness, but it also starts to make us feel depressed when we feel no power, no choice, and that our days are not going to be any different than this horrible moment that we're in right now. That gives us a feeling of being a victim. And that's enough to scare anyone to think that you are in a position of life, of your day, of a situation, whatever it is, whether it is family, whether it is your financial struggle, your health, your job and career, wherever this is actually playing out for you, maybe all of the above, that would not be unusual. And if that is the case, it can feel like it is all happening to you, being done to you, taking it very, very personally. And this is easy to do, not anything to beat yourself up about, but to be aware of, because in the awareness, we begin to see that we can make a shift, that we can make a choice. I know you've heard in the quotes often from Victor Frankl, that it is in the choice where we have our power. It is in the ability to make a different decision or to choose anything. That is all where everything is happening for us. And we we forget this when we're tired. We forget this when we've been running in the anxious circles over and over again. So why is it that we might feel this way in the first place? What's happening Well, you know, I've come to find out and believe that it's because when anxiety panic is not being understood, it's a common belief that we are broken in some way or that our our life has dealt us a, a bad hand that we have to endure day in and day out and that we have no way of 
of dealing with that hand, of changing any of those cards. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. With such misunderstanding and negative thinking, we contribute deeply to our stress load and we continue to fan the flames of our already anxious nervous system. This in turn keeps the sympathetic nervous system on high alert, just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because it is a misunderstanding. This kind of thinking is when we are stuck, when we have no hope, when we can't see the forest for the trees, right? It's overwhelming. So I want you to remember that word overwhelming. We don't go to this victim mindset by choice. This isn't a character flaw. Often we are thrust into this through exhaustion, through overwhelm, and it can come and go in your life too. It doesn't have to be something that you struggle with forever, but there are things that you can do. You know, I want to talk a little bit about what the other perspective is and uh, what it is that we can do. We'll get to that in a little bit. So what is another perspective that we can take? What could that other perspective be? We can become the volunteer, one who faces all the slings and arrows that life sends us. It's the warrior who is willing to volunteer to go forward, who is not free from fear or aggressive, but who is free from anxiety. By taking the view of the volunteer, we can shift the messages that we're sending to both the mind and the body and actually reduce the added fuel to the anxiety fire. You know, we're the ones who keep this burning. And again, it's, you know, it's not because we're bad or it's not because we're broken. It's because we haven't figured out the way to do it or we didn't learn how to be in a different mindset or to even begin to explore that we could think about things in a different way. We may not have all the answers. We may feel fear and uncertainty, but we are facing what is and are willing, 
or volunteering to be there entirely. Shifting the perspective from victim to volunteer gives us the opportunity to use each challenge and difficulty to express our courage, to feel the discomfort, feel uncertainty, even fear, feel the fear, and to be able to respond in a manner that will extinguish the fire of anxiety. Yes, we're going to feel the fear of life, no doubt. This doesn't go away. Life is always uh, presenting in different ways and forms, ups and downs, things we couldn't even have imagined. But by raising our hand and volunteering to go ahead and live this life anyway, we will send a deliberate message to both the mind and the body. This will not eradicate the fear or the discomfort, but by no longer adding more fear to the fuel of the fire of your anxiety, you will be enabling the flames of anxiety to burn out. And so we have to actually take this stand. Often, we didn't choose the circumstance we're in. It did present itself to us, and it is real. It is ours. And so we can actually decide, do I want to be a victim to what's going on, or do I want to volunteer and pull up my courage or learn to find my courage in the first place? You may not be familiar with your own courageous self, but by taking the stand as a volunteer and raising your hand and saying, I will do this. I can do this. I'm going to give this a try. And moving forward, it is going to change a lot of those inner messages that are going from the mind to the body and from the body to the mind of that you are acting courageously and moving forward, not running in fear and fanning those flames. Because when we are backing down and running away, then the mind and body again are sending those messages that there truly really is something wrong. So let's see what we can do now uh, to, you know, some practical ways of making that shift from the victim mindset to the volunteer mind. I like thinking about it of as volunteer mind. This is how we are going to go forward, um, saying, I'm going to do this. I'm standing up. I'm not hiding. I'm not afraid. Uh, you know, we can feel that. We can feel the fear, but the volunteer goes anyway because we need to, because these are things we want to do. And these are things that are going to help to put the fire of anxiety out and put the fire of panic out for good. So here's a couple things you can try. I want you to make a note in your journal. You know, note it uh, right in your regular journal or start a new one if you haven't started already. The victim type thoughts that may be popping up during your day. Jot them down. Put your ideas down of, you know, even if you were kind of second guessing it, but if you felt like a victim in any way, shape or form, I want you to write that down in your journal. And then I want you to um, also take give a little bit of a try to finding small moments during the day when you can physically relax your body, really 
let those muscles relax, even if it's only for one mindful minute. Now you can count out one time how many breaths that is for you, and then you won't need a timer. But, you know, find out how many mindful breaths you can take in one minute. And then every once in a while in the day, I want you to relax your physical body for that many mindful breaths, regardless of the situation. Find the feeling of strength and of renewal when you are doing that. Actually focus on that you are relaxing muscles that are strong, that are vibrant, that take care of you day in and day out. And by relaxing them when you're taking these breaths, you are getting little mini renewals that come from just being able to use your will to control your physical body in this one minute yet profound way. Another thing that I want you to try, and these are things you're going to do every day, and the more you do them, they actually become part of your day. They become part of your little routine, or they just become part of the way that your body responds to what's going on. Instead of getting scared, you're beginning to show your mind and body there's somewhere else we can go. We can take our five mindful breaths. So this third one that I have for you is to practice exhaling. Did you ever notice how maybe you hold your breath? We talked about this when we talked about um, being on our screens and that uh, people have digital apnea, but I do want you to notice perhaps you're holding your breath here and there throughout the day. We can go throughout an entire day holding on to an inhalation as if it were frozen in time or as if our breath were not there at all. Like we hold it and then we have these little exhales and then we take another inhale. Um, it's kind of interesting when you start paying attention. I think you might be surprised um, at how not relaxed your breathing is. So by practicing exhaling, you're actually letting out. And when we focus, when we're, you know, looking at the breath, even when we're looking at it in our meditation, focusing on the exhalation is where we stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system. When we focus on the inhalation, it is more energizing. Okay. So the energizing is fine, but for our purposes, we're trying to calm the nervous system. So we want to focus on the exhale. And if you can practice exhaling and a little bit longer and a little bit slower, you're going to notice some difference. Your inhale will take care of itself. So these are some small moments. And in in these small moments that I mentioned of relaxing the body and uh, practicing your exhalation and jotting down your notes in your journal, you know, we can begin to notice more. And as we notice more, we can relax more because we're not just living life by habit. We see where we're tense. We see where we're holding our breath. We can see where we're acting as if we life was happening to us, not for us or with us. And we can change that. But it is only through the awareness that we can do that. And we send messages and reminders to our mind and body that we are here right now and we are not victims in fear 
but we are volunteers in this life with courage facing the moment that is right in front of us. And this doesn't mean we don't feel pain. It means that we feel the pain and we do not cower with the pain or feel that life is over because of the pain, whether that is emotional or physical, psychological, wherever your pain is, we can actually acknowledge it, but not run from it. The running from it is what keeps us stuck. So that's what we want to send are those reminders that we are right here, right now, and that we are not victims in fear, but volunteers with courage facing the moment right in front of us. I hope this has been helpful for you, and I look forward to hearing from you. If you have any suggestions for the show, you know you can send me an email by sending it to anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. I'll be looking for those. And now for today's quote. The best way out is always through. And that's from Robert Frost. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.